Grace, this is Josh Mitchell, and I'm the youth pastor here. But before I was a youth pastor, I actually worked as a bouncer and security guard. It's true. For three years while I was going through Bible college, I worked a whole bunch of different security jobs, but my favorite by far was working with the Portland Trailblazers. I had team security, which meant I got to sit courtside with the team, walk them to the locker room, to their cars, things like that. This was during the 2009-2011 season, so Brandon Roy, Greg Oden, that team. But here's the thing, security, it's a very simple job. There are people who belong and people who don't belong. And you simply keep the people who don't belong from the people who do belong and you're doing your job. So in the case of an NBA basketball game, it's pretty simple. If they have a jersey or a suit that costs as much as your car, they belong. If they're a fan or press or anyone else, they probably don't belong unless they have an all access or VIP pass. So my job was to keep people distance from the people who were really, really important. But here's the thing. Uh, a lot of times we feel like we are on the inside looking out. We feel distanced, insecure. Uh, we, we have doubt and fears when it comes to our relationships. It feels like there's something keeping us from connecting with the people that really, really want to connect with or care about. This happens in our families happens in the relationships we care about and our friendships and friend groups. It can happen with our careers or school journeys and it can even happen with God. You know, it can feel that there is some sort of holy bouncer that is keeping us from the connection we have with God. And you know, sometimes we feel that strongly in the area of prayer. That it feels impossible, weird, hard to go to God in prayer, to ask him for things, to talk to him, because we feel like we are on the outside looking in. I mean, think about it. It's hard enough to talk to your parents or a boss or a spouse about things that are really important. All right, kids, teens, you know just the pit you get in your stomach when you're trying to ask your parents for something. Maybe it's a little bit of money. Maybe it's to go to a friend's house. You know how difficult that conversation is. Everyone with a job out there, you know how hard it is to ask your boss for a day off or a little bit of extra money in your salary. You don't even want to have the conversation, but if you force yourself to, it is just grueling. Or all my married folk out there, you know that when you have a difficult conversation with your spouse, you better make sure all the just are done and you haven't done anything to make them angry that day. Why? Because we feel that before we go to someone, we need like the VIP pass. We need to earn our way. We need to show them that we have proved ourselves before we even are able to have that conversation. How much more sometimes we feel that with God? Well, if you've ever felt emotions such as that, we have great news for you today. 
We are in a series here at Grace Community Fellowship looking through the book of 1 John. We've actually been in the series for quite a while now, going verse by verse through the book, and we are almost done. We are in the final chapter, chapter 5, in the last few passages. In fact, we're going to finish up next week looking at the very last verse. And it's been a fantastic series. If you want to go back and listen to all of the great messages in the series taught by our pastors, by guest professors and other pastors. You can pull those up on our YouTube channel as well as our new podcast and binge the whole series. So the book of 1 John, written by John the Apostle, John the Elder, the disciple who was close to Jesus. He was an eyewitness of the life the death and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And in the book of 1 John, John covers a number of topics about what it means to be a Christian. And in chapter 5, as Pastor Steve talked about last week, in these last few verses, getting towards the end of this letter, John talks about the confidence that we can have when we trust in Jesus, the confidence that we can have before God, and the relationship that we can be assured that we have with him. So our passage today is 1 John 5, 13 through 15. I invite you to grab a Bible and open it up. You can also go on your phone, open up the GCF app or the Bible app and follow along with our service. Down below in the comments, there are going to be links you can click on to access the service notes as well. So let's read together in 1 John chapter 5. I write these things to you who believe in the name of the Son of God so that you may know that you have eternal life. This is the confidence we have in approaching God, that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And we know that he hears us. Whatever we ask, we know that we have what we asked of him. What's helpful to know about this passage and the way it talks about God and the confidence we have with him is we understand it in the context of the way people viewed God and gods in the first century AD when this letter of 1 John was written. See, in the time of the Roman Empire, of Greek mythology, and of ancient world religions, the idea of God or the gods was something like this. That the gods were in the heavens doing their own thing. And that humans were on earth, and for humans to get the attention of God, they had to do something superhuman. And in order to have God act in their lives, they had to have done something so incredible and great to catch their attention in order to act in their lives. But the view of the God of the Bible, of Jesus Christ and God our Father, is this, that God, although he is high above all things, reigning over all time and power, we call that uh, transcendence of God, he is also deeply 
concerned and knowledgeable of our life. We would call imminent in our life. That although God is ruling and reigning over everything in existence, he also knows and cares about you. Here's another passage in the Bible that's really similar to the passage we're looking at today in the book of 1 John that talks about the confidence we can have when we go to God. It's found in the book of Hebrews chapter 4, verse 16. This is what it says. Let us then approach God's throne of grace with confidence so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help us in our time of need. We can confidently approach God for what we need. And we don't have to get his attention. We don't have to flag him down. We don't have to distract him from his important God work that he is actively and knowingly present in the lives of those who believe in him. So that's why John can say that we can have confidence to approach and go before God knowing that he is already listening and caring about us. There is a lot of biblical truth in just these three short verses. I want to break them down a little bit because there are at least three important truths about God that we cannot miss when we read these verses. The first one is this. It's that God welcomes us. You know, a lot of times we feel that before we go to God, uh, we have to kind of like clean up our lives. You know, we have to make sure we haven't done anything that day that we're not proud of. We have to make sure that we've done some good things. And then once we have a couple of, uh, dang it. <laughs> the first thing that's really important to know from this passage is that God welcomes us. You know, a lot of times we feel that in order to go to God in prayer or even to go to church or have a relationship with God, we have to clean ourselves up. We have to make sure that we haven't done anything that day that we are super embarrassed of or ashamed of. And maybe we've done a couple of good things that day so that we will be worthy and ready to go to God. But the Bible says that God welcomes us. And that when we believe in him, we don't have to clean ourselves up. We don't have to do a bunch of religious things in order to get his approval that he already approves of us and that we are welcomed to go before him confidently confidently not ashamed or not timidly or maybe maybe god's in a good mood today maybe god's not in a good mood today we'll find out maybe god's in a good mood if i've done the right things no we have confidence not confidence because of what we've done confidence in the love and forgiveness and grace that God has for us and that God welcomes us into his family and that when we follow him, we know that his door is always open to us and that he's eagerly wanting to have a relationship with us for us to call out to him and for, to have that conversation and relationship. The second thing is that God hears us. 
Notice that in verse 14, 15, twice we have the phrase that he hears us and that we know that he hears us. Do you know that every single time you pray and call to God, whether you're at the dinner table, whether you're driving at your desk, whether you're in your room at night, that every single time you talk to God, he hears you. doesn't matter how you call out to him. doesn't matter what your emotions are, what your life looks like. He hears you. And he hears you with the ears of a father. Throughout the Bible, the most common metaphor used for God is that of a father. It's of a family and familial language that God, as a father, wants us to be a part of his family and he hears our every cry, our every prayer because we are his kids and that we have this VIP access to God. Again, not because of anything we've done, not because of anything that religious that we have earned or proven, but simply because of Jesus's death and resurrection. And that when we believe in Jesus Christ, we are welcomed into God's family as children of God, God is our father. And as such, he always hears us when we cry out to him. The third thing about God for this passage that's really important to know is that God gives good gifts. Now, I want to reread 1 John 5, 14 and 15, but this time from the message paraphrase translation. Let's read. And how bold and free we then become in his presence, freely asking according to his will, sure that he's listening. And if we're confident that he's listening, we know that what we've asked for is as good as ours. I love that phrase, that we can have the confidence to know that when we go before God, what we ask of him is as good as ours. And that our God longs to give us good gifts. Now let's talk about that a little bit, right? Because God is not some magic wand or some divine vending machine just giving us anything we ask for, right? In this passage, it says, according to his will. So it's important to know that when we come to God and we ask things of him, they have to be according to his will. And sometimes it's hard to know or we're, or we're struggling to find that out. But I, I believe that prayer helps guide us into knowing God's will. But if we pray and in accordance to God's will, it is as good as ours. You know what are some things that we know for sure are in accordance with God's will every single time? The forgiveness of our sins, the relationship with Jesus, the, the, the gifts of the Holy Spirit that we have before God. When you go before God and you ask him of things, you don't have to twist his arm. You don't have to convince him with a PowerPoint presentation. You don't have to say the right words in the right combination in order to make him relent. That our God 
is a God who longs to give good gifts. And of course, this doesn't mean that every single prayer that we pray is always answered in exactly the way that we want it to, but it does mean this, that we have a God who loves us, a God who hears us, and a God who longs to bless us and give us good gifts according to his will. And that is something that we can take confidence in and something that we can build our life around. Earlier this year, my wife gave birth to our firstborn child, our son, Ivan. He was born in February, just a month before all of this COVID craziness, when the only thing we were worried about at that time was a really bad flu season. And our son, he came a couple weeks early, unexpectedly, and had a couple of birth complications that land him in the neonatal intensive care unit for a couple of days. And because of the bad flu season, the whole NICU floor in the hospital was locked down. No visitors and only immediate family members were allowed into those rooms with those little babies who really needed all of the protection that they could get. Well, the moment that my son was born, a nurse came over and put this wristband on my wrist. And it said that I was Ivan's dad and that he was my son. And because I had this wristband, I could go into his NICU room anytime I wanted, any day, any time of day, no questions asked because I was his dad. I was in his family. You know what? you are in God's family. That the God of the universe has marked you as being his. Because of that, we have the confidence to go before God, our Father, whenever we want, any day, any time, any situation, because we belong to him and he loves us and cares about us and wants to listen and act in our lives. Have you heard of an AMA? That stands for Ask Me Anything and it is a super popular online event where celebrities, politicians, public figures get onto a online chat and Everyday people get to log in and ask them anything. And I think the reason that these events are so popular is because it provides regular people access to someone that they normally wouldn't have any sort of contact with. People like Bill Gates, Barack Obama, Jerry Seinfeld, Madonna have all done Ask Me Anythings. Do you know that the God of the universe has told you that you can ask him anything? In this verse, we see that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. 
And again and again in this chapter of 1 John, we are told that we can have complete confidence to go before God, no hesitations, no barriers, no bouncers, and ask him anything. Now again, that doesn't mean that God always does everything how we want, when we want, or the way we want. But as followers of Jesus, that is the kind of connection and relationship that we have with our God. That we can go before him anytime we want and ask him anything. So, what if we did? What if we went before God with our doubts? What if we went before God with our pain? What if we went before God with our desires? What if we went before God with our longings? What if we went before God with our dreams? What if we went before God with our victories? What if we went before God with our defeats? What would our life look like if we knew that we could ask God anything? He hears you. He loves you. He wants to give you good gifts. You have VIP access to the God of the universe who is your heavenly father. So what are you waiting for? Go.